Welcome to Don't Jump the Shack. I'm Ross. Uh, as you can hear, today we're uh, recording in a pub. Which because, is nice. Yeah, because why not? We're, we're not drunk at this stage, but uh, just you wait a little later on. <laughs> I was drunk earlier on when I was watching this film. <laughs> I felt like I was drunk, but I had ingested absolutely no alcohol. Yeah, I felt like I'd taken a blow to the head. <laughs> but it's just the plot. <laughs> and Brent Spiner. <laughs> So here's the Picard to my writer, Grant. Make it so. <laughs> and here's the hairy, ridged, <laughs> aggressive Klingon that, <laughs> that we keep to lose in any physical battles we may come across in our adventures. As if, as if he doesn't look the most like oh, a Klingon. <laughs> I was just thinking that. But on that note, <laughs> Worf. He does, eh? They keep him around and he just like basically gets beaten up by everybody. It looks menacing. Yeah. But it's a teddy bear. <coughs> He's a teddy bear. Would you, uh, would you state that to Michael Dorn if you ever met him? Yes. <laughs> Michael Dorn's got some comedy chops. Yeah. More, so, yeah. more so, so than Brent Spiner does. Did he not do like America's version of police camera action at one point? I'm sure he did. It was quite funny though. You're right. He's quite funny. Shatner, Shatner did, um, what was it, Emergency 911? That's right, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> if you can imagine such a scenario. So, as you can probably guess from the title and um, our introductions there, we, this week, <laughs> this episode, we did uh, Star Trek introduction. Star Trek introductions? Star Trek introductions. It's been a long time. It's, Star we're, Trek we're penetrations. <laughs> Star Trek revelations. <laughs> Star Trek generations. Oh, I've watched the wrong thing. <laughs> it was Star Trek Penetration. I certainly did. It was a lot more entertaining than what you guys were describing. A buffer along the neutral zone. <laughs> I went straight into the neutral zone. Into the wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> was resistance shooting? It certainly was. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Did you Voyager, Bob? <laughs> We're not children, are we? <laughs> not so much a three-way, more a Jane-way. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Trek Generations, the... Uh, which one is it? Seven. Grand. Seven? Seven. So it's allowed to... It's, uh, it's allowed to suck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an odd number. Uh, here's a question for you. Has there ever been an odd numbered one that you would three. watch three, again and like again? Yeah. Three. Do you think it was because it was just on the run from two? Yes. Yeah. The even numbers were good until Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of ruined the deck. That turned things around the other way because the first Star Trek reboot is actually better than the second one, mm -hmm. and then the third one's good again. Yeah, I did, because yeah, I, I remember thinking that. Star Trek Nemesis is rebooted. The numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought Tom Hardy would have had a career after that? Okay, <laughs> so, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, um, we take a film that's good up until a point, and then we point out that moment where it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in. Could be five minutes from the end. As always, we looked ourselves inside our lovely, lovely, lovely dream worlds where we have our children living Dickensian <laughs> times. 
Pull with yeah. the polio and the milk leg. <laughs> milk leg. <laughs> 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 My leg has fallen off. <laughs> and we studied the film separately, although really we should have done it together. That probably would have been just <laughs> Just so Netflix got two less views on it. <laughs> so, what's the synopsis, Bob? Do you know what? <laughs> There's this ribbon in space. Right. And some evil scientist wants to change his direction so he can fly into it or get sucked into it again. Question for you. Because you can't fly originally... straight into it. I don't know. Catch <laughs> this. Is that very good? Well, how did they originally get into the Nexus to begin with? Yeah. Because the ship got caught up in it or something like that. There's some explanation that doesn't make sense. Because they say no ship can fly into it because yeah. it gets destroyed. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> so let's not get into plot holes just yet. <laughs> so it's hard to do the plot synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole Nexus <laughs> thing is a total confusion. Why would you pick that? Do you think of all the story ideas they went, we'll pick that one because that's the most confusing one with lots of plot holes. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting yeah. for a cinema going audience yeah. to sit and work out without a physics degree. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing. So, Grant, who are our uh, plot holes and our wormholes in this one? <laughs> Director David Carson. Um, Is he cursing or just this? this? <laughs> he did a 2002 TV remake of Carrie. Mm. He did a film called Letters from a Killer with Swayze and Swayze's Lost Period. <laughs> yeah. And he did. Um, a film called Unstoppable, but not that one. Not the, not the good one. No, the one where it was the same. I think I remember seeing that actually. Not the film, the, the title. And being like, oh, oh wait. Insert <laughs> mm. joke about his tax. Well, it's no wonder he didn't pay his taxes if he was getting paid. Have you, stuff have like you seen the, the tweets that they put out about Donald Trump? Because Donald Trump, them, yeah. Donald Trump famously, but he said he, he annoyed quite a by, say, by saying uh, the, the fact that he didn't pay taxes was because he was smart. So Snipes basically said, oh yeah, so he's smart, but I need to go to prison. That's right. <laughs> and you're like, yep, when Leslie Snipes can point out the illogicality in your statement, yeah. you really probably shouldn't be the president of the United States. Two, um, two Star Trek The Next Generation writers wrote this with help from Rick Berman. So, on the story outline. Yeah. So we've got a uh, Brandon Braga and Ronald D. Moore. Ronald D. Moore, they, like, talk about diverging paths. Yeah. Um, Ronald D. Moore went on to do Battlestar Galactica and Outlander, which is fantastic. Yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Anyway, I don't. I've not seen Outlander either. You guys knew. Whereas Brandon Braga went on to create Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Flash. Do you remember Flash Forward? That had Joseph oh, Fiennes in it. Yeah. And the guy from Lost in it. Yes! And it was really, really rubbish. <laughs> yes! It, it had, did it not have some kind of like twist that basically, it had a lot of people hooked for like the first season and then it never got renewed for the second season. Yeah, it was more like yeah, it had people hooked for the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's what it And then it got cancelled, but I was very surprised because I didn't remember this, but they, those two guys also worked on the story for Mission Impossible 2. Really? What? Ronald D. Moore and... Brandon Braga, yeah. Really? Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying there's a story for Mission Impossible 2? <laughs> <laughs> you mean not just like Julian motorbikes? Tom Cruise Julian runs. cars? 
can we take this script? All we've not finished it. All we've written is Tom Cruise runs in slow motion. With his wavy <laughs> With his wavy hair. It'd be interesting to go back to our introductions from um, Mission Impossible 2 to see if we pick up on him having done Star Trek Generations and us going, oh, we'll have to do that someday. <laughs> uh, main star Patrick Stewart. We've seen him in a film before. Do you remember what one oh, was? Oh, um... Was he the body in it? No. He played another one of his iconic roles for about two seconds. Oh, so it must, uh, oh, must be yes. X-Men. Yeah, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. He's also in Green Room, which came out this year. And he's in June. Green Room, is that not the one that's like had... Speaking of neo-Nazis. Like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good attention. Yeah. Also, check out the other podcast I do. Mm. We did a film called Detonator, which is also known as Death Train. Nice. Fantastic. Him and Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. It's good. Pre James Bond. Wow. <laughs> Death Train sounds good by itself. It's an Alistair McLean novel. William Shatner's in this. Yes. Is he? Good old Shatner. <laughs> he was in The Sixth Sense, the 1972 TV oh. series. Oh, the Sixth Sense. you had me there. Had me on the hook. Two genuine brilliant things that he's done, though, to recommend to you. One of them is Judgment in Nuremberg. Never had it. I don't think. It's a film yes, he made pre-Star Star Trek. Trek when he was handsome and thin. And young. <laughs> Possibly had his own hair. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. Even if you then. see some of the pictures in his autobiography, I think it's... But yeah, it's, an, it's a brilliant film. It's about the war crimes tribunals. Yeah. And he's plays a lawyer and he's excellent in it as well. Good. Another film called The Intruder, which is one of the only good films by, what's his name, um, B-movie schlock guy, Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only good Roger Corman films. Uh, Shatner plays a racist preacher who get, it's trying to show you how these people get people on board with him. And yeah. The whole thing about it is he's charm personified. Yeah. And you can actually see why people buy into it. You've got William Shatner using the N-word left, right and centre, which is incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> It's, it's interesting you say that though, because I don't know about you folks, but like, I, I really like it when I see Shatner, although you know it's terrible acting. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, this is engaging, but I don't know why. He's engaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, 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 as much as he's the one that gets all the flack from the original series of Star Trek, George Takei and Walter Koenig, James Doohan. Their acting's not really up to screen. No. Their the acting is like literally just walking around saying things. <laughs> Shields is just terrible. I realise she's an important character. Yeah. But more from the background, social, yeah. politically, yes. more yes. so than she is actually a decent character. But she's not going to quit. Yeah, and then that, Martin Luther King talked her around. Yeah, he said that she was really Michelle important. Was on telly. Yeah. Michelle Nichols isn't in this one, though, so she didn't, she didn't get an invite. Uh, Malcolm McDowell is, though. We've seen him before, too, do you remember? Oh, no, you're asking. If he was, was he a bad guy? Was he a no, bad guy? a good guy. Uh, you, you'll know. I do know. I hate to go. Well, I hate to go. We're coming up for the holiday in question. October 31st. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why did that take you so long? Oh, he's the doctor. <laughs> he was the doctor, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Have you seen uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? No. no. Imagine the good doctor from Halloween 1, mm. but the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was also in um, Clockwork Orange, which is a genuinely brilliant performance from him. And F is another great one as well. Just to enrage you a bit further, Bob, he's in Rob Zombie's new film, which is called 31. Yes, I've seen the trailer. And he plays a character called Father Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Subtlety and really strong suits. Father Murder. Marina Sirtis. Um, Really, I just wanted to mention Marina Sirtis because she was in a film called Little Dead Radiant. <laughs> Bad puns, ahoy. She does another have... film called Terminal Error, which is it's that kind of early 90s IT-based film. Oh, yeah. Kill the Net, yeah. things like that. She was in a film called Blind Date where she played Nuka. Not the Blind Date with uh, Bruce Willis. But not TJ Hooker either. Oh, not TJ. She was also in one of the Death Wish films. Death Wish 3. From what I hear, well, she said, mentioned something at one of these conventions. She's not got very many good things to say about Michael Winner. <laughs> I can't watch it. Not does. many people do. No, no. He's dead now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I would no, say bless his soul. shouldn't speak ill of the dead. I think it's okay. It was <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Marina Sirtis was like 50th builder or something, but I wanted to mention a woman, so that's why I chose her. What about, um, I was thinking I haven't, haven't asked you guys a question in a while, so bring this one, this one. So, Holodex. Yeah. Um, if, you had, if you were aboard a spaceship. 24 hour porn. <laughs> What were you just in it? With it, in it, on it, <laughs> under it. Could you imagine? Where's the crusher date? <laughs> Me with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, I wonder if people were going with this. Take the safety protocols so. <laughs> Just yourself first. Beating the crap out of I don't know, I, know. I, I, I couldn't really think of it. It was when they were on a ship and I was what like... What else are you going to do? It's like, why would you go and do... Essentially, your job, but in the past, which is bound yeah. to be more difficult and more arduous. Because <laughs> you're on a holodeck and it's safe. Yes. Yeah. You get to you dress get, up. You're right. At least your at least your answer to twenty four hour porn makes sense. It's something that you want That's to do. That's what Riker's up to. Has this planet that planet in? Was it Risa? Yeah. <laughs> had all the sex and everything going on. That's just a twenty four hour planet Risa. Planet Riker. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, run Come and visit this planet, ladies. So yeah, they're on the Enterprise. Well, we don't want to get there quite yet because there's the Enterprise B. Well, yeah, let's. Yeah, no, I was. I'm just curious about Holodex. If you had, uh, if you guys had an idea of what you would do if you had like a long-term fantasy or anything like that. Have every fantasy. <laughs> Just to clarify as well, I would do Bob's one first, then I would do my <laughs> well, You could program as many as you like, you know what I mean? I, I suppose in one sense, you would definitely be a, on a peacekeeper mission then, because all the anger about, like, I want to kill people, I would gone. say I would feel sorry for the cleaner that went in after me. Because <laughs> those holiday walls... <laughs> Yeah, there's oh, nothing clean yeah. in them. Nothing at all. <laughs> there's nothing virtual about the buckets you see. <laughs> nothing at all. Here, a story. Do you think they would be blasting that with a phaser? <laughs> Use the phaser to clean the whole thing. You need to atomise every inch of this. I always set it to kill. <laughs> Do you know the whole rumour about uh, Richard Keaton and Jeff? Uh huh. Right? I have a rumor which we have many times. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why there's no point in even hinting at it. 
Had you guys ever heard the one about Rod Stewart and having to get his stomach packed? No. I had this sort of thing the other day, and it was, uh, it was a fairly legitimate podcast. And it was talking about basically Rod Stewart had to get taken to the hospital to get gallons of semen pumped out of his stomach. How would you even get gallons down? In there? <laughs> and also, where would you collect this from? I heard from? that same rumor about the guy from. Um, the guy did Tainted Love. Which does seem a bit more <laughs> possible. Yeah. It was just one of those rumours I was like, that sounds like something you guys might have heard about, but I yeah, never, never heard it in my life. why still got the gravelly voice. <laughs> okay, right, let's get it. Picard wants to live on that boat, though. <laughs> he wants all the seamen. All the seamen, yeah. <laughs> Right, let's uh, let's let's get into this film. Regardless. Yes. Um. So yes, we open with like you said, screenplay. Screenplay by Ronald D. Moore. I thought, and I was like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen this. All I could remember was kind of what I sent to you guys in pictures the other day, which was Kirk chopping logs. I will say Ronald D. Moore did a lot of Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Which is probably the best Trek series. And it got darker and darker as it went. And his pitch for Star Trek Voyager was basically mm-hmm. from Star Galactica. It's whenever the ship gets destroyed, you just need damage. Yep. If crewmen get killed, then there's less crewmen on the ship. They Constantly they running for resources. And look at Star Trek Voyager. And look at Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. But they did that for one episode, and it was a two-parter. Yeah. And then it just went back to normal at the beginning because it was a time thing as well. Time travel. I mean, it does, it makes sense, and it's probably one of the biggest glaring flaws about Voyager, and it's like, yeah, fair enough, be that far away from home. Like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Farscape. Oh. It had a bit of that to it as well, where, like, they would pick up things along the way, and it would become part of the story. Like, I remember they picked up shields. You could say that about any If you think about the Enterprise B scene, I think you've got to mention the fact that Shatner's with the two people that hate him the most. James yeah. Dillon and Wallachian. Is that in real life? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, people were amazed. Originally, it was supposed to be Leonard Nimoy and DeForest Kelly. Yeah. But they both said, no, I'm not showing up for what is a glorified cameo. Cameo, yeah. And Walter Kennedy said, I'll show up for what is a glorified cameo. <laughs> and James Dehan was like, money. Money. <laughs> take money. Take more money for food. <laughs> money for Launch to the moon, you know. Can I die? You just pay me in food. <laughs> Can I be eating during my show? <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would mention about this though is you can cl- clearly um, Scotty's bit was Spock and um, Chekhov's bit was Doctor McCoy because he even just goes and bees the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just true. they haven't even changed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was at no time any any medical training no. <laughs> throughout the series. Yeah, Worst things to mention. Sulu's daughter. You want to take this one? <laughs> No, Sulu the character uh, has had a daughter in yes. Star Trek Generations. What about George Takai? He may have a daughter. <laughs> People can have daughters. Yeah. I never said he couldn't. I just yeah. said, does he? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Whereas Sulu in the new version, the Kelvin universe, as yeah. they're calling it now, uh-huh. is gay or bisexual or whatever. Is this in the newest one? Uh, well, he's got a male partner anyway. That's... That's progressive. Well, this is fine, but this is the surely, surely the best person to be there would have been Sulu. Do you know what I mean? But he would have been like, 
Vasily's captain of his own ship. But still, no, it was legends. <laughs> you really wanted the legends to be there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at what point they could have become captain? Couldn't afford one more Star Trek Six. One more character from the original universe, I'm guessing. No. Yeah. It was just shelled out for Duhan. It just. It, it, you know what I mean? Duhan's craft services. Double for doing. I know what you mean about it. It just felt a bit weird that it was Chekhov introducing Sulu's daughter to Kirk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why I, that was why I felt it was weird. This is what I find weird about this as well, though, is Sulu was like, well, my character was never a homosexual because he had a daughter. And I was like, well, gay people can have daughters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should have a couple of more than anyone, George. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> more things, the space paparazzi. Mmm. Yeah. Were those like um, Google Glass? <laughs> yeah, get that thing in my face. Can I can I pick up on my most hated point about this? Is the extendo neck on the new Enterprise? It looks like one of those things that goes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it made it look like the old um, it's a child's toy, isn't it? Ah, it is like a child's toy. What was the Excelsior? Yeah, the from Star Trek Three. A little bit. No. You're right. It, no, I think Ross is right. They've, they've changed it. Slightly it stupid. <laughs> Well, they had to alter it to make it look more modern, I guess, yeah, than the Excelsior. But I suppose they had to they had to hit the middle ground of something yeah. between old Enterprise and something before, like significantly older looking. You had than to have you had to make, match what's on Picard's wall. Yeah, because Picard's got a model of all the Enterprises on as well. When? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's right. I that's right. I remember this that. This is right at the end of the next generation. That's film. Is it? <coughs> yeah, seven years. That's why he says later on, Data say, when they're talking about the Farpoint mission, that's the first episode oh. he's referencing. Uh, yeah, I, oh, of yeah. Enterprise, I thought. Yeah. And that's why Geordi says it was seven years ago, Data. Yeah, I didn't know that was it. You were thinner back then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that was at the point where it had stopped, though. Uh, it's a bit weird that it continued going in films but not on TV, yeah. Oh, I think the thing to remember though is Star Trek 6 was made when Next Generation was on the air. Yeah, yeah. And it it only got made because it was 25 years anniversary. Mm. And it is arguably the second best or the best joint best of the films. It's amazing. Which one? Six. Not Generation. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I thought you were talking about. Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country. Yeah. Which is essentially murder she wrote in space. <laughs> But, you know, one last hurrah for the crew. Yeah, yeah. Shatner in space, uh, space prison. <laughs> Shatner in space prison. You know, not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place. <laughs> we find Shatner out. Shatner getting off with David Bowie's wife. <laughs> and then himself. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Can we get you back to the You mentioned them earlier on. Yeah. Tuvok. Yeah, Tuvok as name. not Tuvok. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Must have been his human father. I yeah, guess. Uh, must have been. Or something. Must He's have been. He's, he's all Vulcan. He's also in Star Trek he's 6. He's all Vulcan. Vulcan. Is that alright? Is he also in Star Trek 6? Yes, because he's he on. Yeah, he's on the bridge he's of the in Sulu ship. Yeah, because they wrote that into a Voyager episode. Mm-hmm. We just love this guy. <laughs> yeah, they must have really liked him. So, one one thing I wanted to pick about Enterprise B, it's a good thing, is yeah. they get in uh, Kirk's kind of gambling attitude. Yeah. Which he did do, but very rarely, I think, maybe addressed. <laughs> which is like, and he says that to the guy who's playing the captain, whose name is Cameron. 
because I need something to say for that extraordinarily large amount of pay that I'm getting for this week. <laughs> and while you're up, can you get me something from the craft service table? I'm bloody starving over here. <laughs> it was good for them to bring back the whale from Star Trek 4. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get out that ship? <laughs> so this um, Chekhov does all the running around and he yeah. does all the standard stuff. <laughs> yep. So, so uh, they get they beam the person uh, the, yeah. the people aboard. But there's been a rupture in the ship where Kirk had went down to help because they had to fire off a beam to get away from yeah. the. They the basically propelled themselves cold. away. Honestly, what is happening? <laughs> like, and it's probably like, yeah. somehow had to get Kirk in the Nexus, and we didn't know. Yeah. How. But there's been plenty of other ways that brought people in. The, yeah. And it was 78 years later, 23rd century. Yep. Also, I'm not 100% sure, but I vaguely remember the Nexus being in the television series. Nope. Nah, this not is at all. construct for this film. This is purely a... Did no, she not talk less... about where she was from? And is that not where it was from? she was from? She's not from there, no, she's just from... She was pulled into it. I had a feeling that it definitely and came up again at some point. I'm willing, there, to to bet, I'm willing to bet real money that you're wrong. Um, you're probably right. I just I feel like that's integrated itself into my brain as being in the series at some point. Put a five on the table, and one of us must watch the whole of the next generation to prove. <laughs> I think that table, that five, will stay at that table. <laughs> Whichever one has to watch it has lost watch that. <laughs> every episode. They are Regis Okuna. Do you remember that one? I don't mind that one. Hmm. I think it's okay. It's a Billy Campbell in it. That's cheers me up. Like the one with the Planet of the Irish. No. Oh, we got <laughs> I do get a kick out of that one. <laughs> I'm offended on behalf of all Celtic people. Is it a river dance still... kick? <laughs> you know what? So yeah, so 78 years later? That's not 728 years later, that's 78 years later. <laughs> Alright, we open on the ship scene. The actual sailing ship. A question yeah. I've got for you. Yeah. Do you do this every time? Because the ship, the ship is what they do, because they're like, nobody ever gets the hat, nobody ever gets the hat. So every time somebody gets promoted, they have to do this. They don in their little sailor gear. What did they do before the holodeck? Did they actually have to go to a planet to get a boat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what happened when Sulu had to get like promoted? He got a slap on the arse, probably. Atta <laughs> boy. <laughs> That's probably what Shatner did as well. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're on a holodeck. For some reason. Work gets wet. <laughs> Data. <laughs> Sorry. Data thinks it'd be a good idea to get Crusher wet. <laughs> That's a hard job. Um Jordy objects. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> gonna get everyone's gonna get her wet. <laughs> Get her yeah. gates with Fadden. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't she in Hunt for Red October? She is. Doesn't she have a standard role in that? No. Oh. <laughs> She's in it for three seconds. Oh, that's <laughs> My apologies. She's also in Philofax with James Belushi. Oh. With Q. Q's in that. There's a film called Philofax? Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's James Belushi. It's a great one. It's a bit like Trading Places, but with. James Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nothing like Trading Places? No, no. 
It's a bit like train plays, but not funny. <laughs> See you. Uh, the, the, when was the last the, time you watched Trading Places? Oh, it's been a while. Maybe where was it? Uni? One bit out, was it yeah. Nine? Is it the monkey? Is it the gorilla? It's, it's that. Because that's it's, clearly a guy in a monkey suit. It's uh, Dan Aykroyd doing blackface as well. Ooh. That's the... Yeah, man. <laughs> oh. Now, Gene Wilder got away with that in Silver Street with Richard Pryor's permission because he altered the scene and made it better. Because there was a guy that said to him, you know, you're not really black. And it was supposed to be a white guy that was saying that to him, but Richard Pryor said, you know what, it should really be a black guy who knows that you're not black. Yep. And that made the scene funnier. Speaking of black people who don't get the breaks, LeVar Burton. Yeah. All the way through all of these films, completely underused. Yeah. Yes. The man was in Roots. Roots, yeah. The man was an actor. Did you bring Spiner in? Independence Day. <laughs> Did you, and don't we know that? <laughs> did you guys catch the moment where uh, Worf held up his shackles as well? Oh, and yeah, then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our button was a bit like, huh? Oh. <laughs> was a bit like, shall we blow this joint? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With dynamite, I mean. <laughs> Twelve years of Klingon sleep. Yeah, it's totally Django, this. Did, did you guys think it was funny when Crusher went in the morning? Because I did. Am I, am I a heartless android? No. <laughs> really. I thought everybody was just a bit overreactive when they were like, I find, oh, yeah. oh, I find Troy's face very funny. She's been taking acting lessons for Shatter for how subtle her reaction is here. She's got to be the ship's counsellor, so she's got to wear all the expressions. <laughs> well, her expression this time is catching flies. <laughs> well, when they come off the holiday, surely she shouldn't be wet anymore. Yeah. She didn't get wet. Yeah. Unless they're taking safety protocols off. Oh, maybe. But then Which, that would require real water. You see, now already we're <laughs> fairness apart. And we've already got to the bloody nexus. No. So. Why is there such a. I mean, how big is this hole deck? I mean, when they get rid of the hole stuff. It's you not know something, else, something else that really bothers me about this scene as well. See if my brother and nephew are killed in an accident. Mm-hmm. I want more than a Dear John letter from Starfleet. Yeah. Like, I want time off. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I want a, a Starfleet commander to contact me in person and let me <laughs> And take me on their ship and so I can go back to port yeah. Yeah. and say yeah. goodbye in a funeral. That's, surely that's what your number two is there for. Exactly. To take over when you Riker's are... more than capable of looking at that really, it's just to get the character some acting. Yeah. Acting. That was a Shakespearean actor, don't you know? To be honest, I could have done without it being so heavy. It was laid on a bit thick, wasn't it? For the first yeah. film, I mean, come on. It's something they could have dealt with in the series. Well, it's all to fit into our theme, our theme which... I'll be honest with you, I don't get what they're trying to do with this theme at all, which is, we, we've been like company men and we've never had a family, and there's no, I mean, I guess what they're trying to say is, if you do good with your company time, then that's recompense, but they show that, they show that, well, I think it is. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Not everyone has to have a family. So no, they don't oh, devote no, themselves no, no. to saving lives and things like that. I think that's fair enough. True, but true. What the point they're trying to make in this film is like that really rubbish, like punching fist fight between three elderly men <laughs> was worth Shatner dying for. But he he does have very little in the way of a life at all. Like I'm not yeah. saying he needs to have any kids or anything, but he. 
he literally has no life outside of taking piss out Riker and Data. But he's not going to further his own genes, if you know what I mean. I mean, don't get me wrong, he does, he does a tremendous good throughout the galaxy, and I suppose it takes some self-sacrifice to do that, but he, he does kind of do it at all the sacrifice. Like Beverly, who's like hanging off on for the majority of the TV series. <laughs> yep. Never even just thinks, no, do you? Would you get Sir McFadden? At the start, yes. Yes, I would get Sir McFadden. <laughs> As the series goes really on, which is strange, because it's actually really good in this film. Well, I was saying to Bob before you came back for the bar, um, I watched this and then I watched the next one, the first five minutes of the next one. I actually thought she looked hotter in this second of the two. Is she it was blonde? Like, yeah. I don't know. Do it for you, blonde. Shorter hair? don't know. But they replaced her in season two with an older, crabbier doctor. Mm, true. For some reason. And then was like, Which crab? Well, yeah. <laughs> and then they had to bring her back. Want to crush her? because Pulaski was harder to deal with <laughs> on set. Do you remember her death in L.A. Law? No. I used to watch L.A. Law at the time, and she was in Star Trek Next Generation and L.A. Law at the mm-hmm. same time. And her character death in L.A. Law was pricelessly hilarious. <laughs> she walked into a, a lift shaft which didn't have a lift in it. Oh, just went straight oh, up came from. Because did Joey not do the same thing in Friends or something like that? Somebody did. And then in Spin City, I'm sure. Somebody did something like that because they were starring in a TV show. Running joke. <laughs> yeah. So let's get on with this plot. Jeez, there's, Kate, geez, there's plenty of us to get like, through. Before we move on from Gates McFadden, the only two things she does in this film she gets pushed in the water, and the mm. two Klinger women call her well, ugly. <laughs> she doesn't get pushed in the water, actually. Her stunt double gets pushed in the water, yeah. and it's a bit too obvious. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't more feminine. <laughs> Yeah, the only other bit is the two cleaner women saying how sh- ugly she is. Yeah. Oh, how ugly. Oh. And she, she did have some good storylines in the TV series she where she like, had to do some like proper doctorly things and stuff. Apart from that one where she fell in love with somebody from her past and it was all like a romance novel. Oh my god, that was all. <laughs> oh yeah, it was in the Scottish Highlands. Oh my god. <laughs> There's some clunkers in the oh, last season, isn't it? Jeez. Oh. Remember the one where Barclay turns into a spider? Yes. <laughs> Do you know one thing? Like we've talked about this before, but like I was, I was quite young when they were showing repeats um, yeah. in Enterprise, and uh, well, yeah, I am. And uh, I quite liked Data when I was a kid. I don't, I, I don't know why. Looking I, back on it now, and I, I really liked Data's cat. <laughs> so when Data's cat turned up, I was like, oh, Data's cat! I totally remember Data's cat from when I was a kid. That's the only bit. Where he plays for an emotion I actually like. I, I think it's because he maybe actually likes cats. I think yeah. Brett Spiner might actually like the cats, and that genuinely comes across because it's unfortunately it's also likes cat. hokey comedy. Oh, <laughs> goddamn! Singing. <laughs> yeah. Alan <Ella> Nemesis. <laughs> Got another album out this year, fans. Buy it. Old Green Eyes is back. Green Eyes is back. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think it was a. Uh, Tap dancer that Gates McFadden was before she acted in. I could see that. She's got like. Yeah, does she not dance in? Yeah, she does. In a couple of episodes. Yeah. Sure, she teaches Data to dance. Uh, yeah, that's why that horrendous episode was like Heathcliff on the Moors. <laughs> it was just missing that fucking horrendous song by Kate Bush. <laughs> horrendous. Uh, Horrendously hard. amazing. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can't stand me, Kate Bush. You wouldn't Kate so they, we just keep using people's names <laughs> and you for sexy. It's pretty terrible. Just let's not try the same with Shatner. So, 
<laughs> Would you burn his spine on? <laughs> I wouldn't bop her. <laughs> that sounds so right for spine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, let's get him. Uh, space data. Data, data chips. Data, uh, data, emotion chips. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> emotion chips. Yeah, oh, I'd God. like to piss on data's emotion chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to get a hold of it and drop it in some water or something. I'll like just bang it in a microwave. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? I've never understood why the Romulans are on the space station. I think the Romulans just turned up and got killed by... The Klingons. Uh, I was going to say... What's his face? Sauron or whatever he's called. Sauron. It is pretty much his name. Sauron. Sauron, yeah, sure. Julian Sauron. <laughs> Space name. <laughs> Consonants from the end of the alphabet. That's one of the only other bits in this film I like is when he grabs Picard and Ten Forward and says to him, Fires. Time is a fire. Which we burn. <laughs> like, there is something incredibly sinister about it, isn't there? It's a bit Shakespearean. Because he knows about Picard's family. Yeah. yeah. He just senses it because the Tolians have a second Lurians. sense or something like that. Yeah. We're going to get letters. The Lurians. So. Yep. So the space station? Yeah, so they go aboard the space station. And then, I want to ask you a question. See when Data has his meltdown, for lack of a better word. Did they CGI his face? Yeah, I know, he does the Gollum face, doesn't he? Yeah! Mm. <laughs> and I was like, did they... It's actually, it's the face when Bilbo tries to grab the ring. I don't know. Um, it's, 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 it's a round thing. No, I don't think they did. I think he just yeah. genuinely... Isn't that much a rubber face? Yeah. Well, they did back then. Because it's, it's all over the place. Like, it's it's rubbery now. Space. It's just yeah. excess rubber. It's like a tire. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that years of grease paint. <laughs> so, yeah. So, of course, the grease paint's a bit heavy now. Because yeah. it's on film. Yes. And you can really see the detail. It's it's when it's in his hair. Uh-huh. You can see it because it's like kind of sticking to his hair a bit. Yeah. Is like, he wearing a wig? don't know. I, I kind of wonder if not because of the grease paint. It's a hilarious moment yeah. of special effects, by the way, when his head gets lifted off. Yeah. <laughs> when you compare that to all the stuff where his skin gets lifted off in First Contact, yeah. which is what, three years after? World of difference. Yes. Yeah. It's World basically just like great plastic no, with LEDs contact, poking through it. <laughs> has its flaws, but it's a much better film than this. It's a total, total leap in special effects. Mm. And, and makeup. And the story driving forward, yeah. even if the story is not the greatest, no. and there's lots of plot holes, like at least it drives forward and mm. at a pace that you don't really think about it that much. Mm. Whereas this one drags. <laughs> this is an extended episode. But nobody picked up on it at the time. Well, not many people. Because I remember at the time it was lauded for its special effects. Like, wow, the best special effects you've ever seen in a Star Trek film. But they reused the... They use some of the special effects from six or five yeah, or four. It's the well, not five, of the never five. Is, uh, it's it's from Star Trek. Six. They used. They did it all the way through the film series. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you know Sauron? Great, great bit of acting in this film. When no. Lavar Burton is incredibly pissed off at how annoying that Data's being during the last. You're like. Yeah. I would I be just as annoyed as that. We're with you. He's on the that. voice of the audience there. Yeah, we're with you on that, Lavar. He's like, Dale, we don't have time for this. God's <laughs> Feeling you, buddy. Can you stop <laughs> mugging and having <laughs> your comic <laughs> interludes on? Please. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> you 
do get the impression that Brent Spiner just always liked this, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, it kind of does seem like it's just Brent Spiner you get <laughs> coming through here rather than. It's just than always Dale. on. This is Jim Carrey time. It's like, oh, he could be our Jim Carrey. Yeah. <laughs> our proper Eddie. No. Just no way. Okay. So, yeah, Data gets taken hostage. No, no, sorry. Um, Jordy does. Jordy gets taken. Because Data's hostage. too chicken shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about it. He's just busy crapping himself, forgetting that he has the strength of ten men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty much invulnerable. Yeah. What's Riker doing that he can do? He goes over to Data and is like, do something about this. Do <laughs> yourself, Riker. <laughs> do you think you know, Riker's a better trick? A better android. Data, Data, come on, you're, you're expendable. <laughs> I'll take your seat on the shuttlecraft, Data. <laughs> he knows where his off switch is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, the, he gets taken hostage. The Klingon turn up. Yeah. The Klingon cleavage shows up. Yeah. <laughs> It certainly does. Those those ridges run right down on their body. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that on the big screen. They're characters yeah. from the Next Generation TV series. Yeah. 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 Because they're not sisters yeah. or something. Yeah, I remember that. Beto or... So, yep. They, um, Just as well, this wasn't in 3D. Yeah, they take Liver hostage. hostage. And then... Space Station blows up. Space Station blows up. And around about this time, Everything Patrick shares an Oscar yeah. consideration scene where he talks about his family. Mm. <laughs> and Councillor Troy is... So gentle! No. <laughs> that is a wee bit OTT, and I never really wanted to see Picard like that. Did you not think as well... Especially not in the fact... This is the first film people are going to come and see. Yeah. Nobody's seen the whole series. And there's that whole what, Kurt Picard argument. Yeah. You don't want him to be like, oh right, he's drug dirty. <laughs> I mean, I'll give him human emotions, definitely, but... This is a bit strong. A bit much. Do you think if you were the ship's counsellor, you would really need to ask what was wrong? Yeah. Especially <laughs> if you were... Uh, if you were psychic. Yeah, you had a superpower that, yeah. like, let you feel other people's emotions. I'm sensing you feel utter, utter despair and suicidal <laughs> thoughts. And yet it's taken me three weeks to come yeah. to speak to you about it. And, and in terms of... Because even Riker tries to have a go before yeah, she does. Yes, mm-hmm. he's, he's got more of an intuition than she does. But also, the way I, that I she comforts him... I love his face him. when he does that as well. He's like, can't say I didn't try. <laughs> Off I go. <laughs> yeah. The way that she comforts him is just like a hand on the arm. Yeah. They're there. They're there. I know, I know your only living family is now being burned alive. But um, that's the other thing. Burned alive. It's a pretty yeah. heavy thing to think it's about. Pretty brutal, isn't it? In your sci-fi. See, see what would have paid off was a family friendly. Was yeah. Was if that had came back in the whole dream sequence. That's the other thing I was going to say. It doesn't come back. No. At all. No. Well, uh, Renee is one of the kids in the yeah. dream sequence. But that's what I'm saying, if it had kind of like degraded from like a happy dream the to like a, oh my god, the first times I watched it is because when you see Renee in the TV series, he's, he's not Victorian like that. No. Times. <laughs> Clearly. Well, why would he be? He's in the 24th century. But, um, Master Renee, what day is it? <laughs> the day, Mr. Picard? Why it's Christmas Day? <laughs> a goose, a goose! <laughs> Come, tiny Renee. <laughs> We're milk like one anymore. Whole subplot I could have done without it. So well, it goes nowhere. Yeah, apart from that great scene with Sauron. Yeah. Saying that uh, time is a fire and all that. 
So Picard proposes a, a prisoner swap himself for um, the, uh, Jordi. And I don't it, know why they go for this. <laughs> I know. And they're like, yeah, okay, so what we're going to do is we're just actually going to beam Jordi to your ship. But we're happy to not actually have custody of you, Picard, but we're happy to beam you down to the planet. Is this before the, we've skipped the whole scene where they, they, they find out about the Nexus? Yeah. What his plan is to do with the Nexus? Basically, it's a really nice pension retirement plan, the Nexus. He is trying to blow up as many planets as he can to change the direction of the Nexus. Yeah. So that he can then get pulled back into it. Yeah. But to do that, he has to kill billions of people that he has to never be, ever see. He has to be on a planet because somehow it would blow up a ship but wouldn't destroy a planet. Yeah. You have to destroy the sun for this to happen. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if you know much about suns, but you kind of need them to live. <laughs> you need them to not freeze to death instantly. <laughs> also, you have more than eight seconds to destroy the missile that's going to destroy the sun. Because it has to reach the sun from the planet that you're on, which will take more than eight seconds. It's, it's a bloody quick missile if it's only it's eight seconds. Either that or the, the planet is nine. ridiculously hot. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the Enterprise can go warp nine, so it must be going at warp ten. <laughs> I mean, they could just sit in front of it. Well done, Doctor. Yeah, the shields taken. <laughs> Your one ring. <laughs> the one missile to rule us all. So they built this whole set, like where they find out it was, it was the map room. Yeah, which is a pretty cool room. Pretty cool room. They were 100%. And it never gets mentioned again in any of the other films, any it's, of the series. It's there to have a fancy exposition. Scene, yeah. Boris Lucas would be proud of this. <laughs> it's like it's the, the room in X-Men. Yeah. Oh, they can find all... And, but they use that loads. Cerebral. And it looks <coughs> good as well. This yeah. is where the special effects really do pop them. Even if that was painted on the wall with like little LEDs yeah. coming through. That would that look good. Yeah, that would look good. And then it's never used again. No. Referenced again. Absolutely. Oh. Just lock that door. <laughs> Build well, a bigger holodeck. Enterprise that gets destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we bring a stellar cartography in the new Enterprise? Nah. We need it. We need that. <laughs> what do we do? We found the Nexus now. Can we get two holodecks? <laughs> One just off my quarters. <laughs> <laughs> the captain's holodeck. So, at this point, do we not have the. Uh, I love scanning for life phones? <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. Try and find the captain. Yeah, because yeah. they, they do, they prisoner swap. And, and See, like I, said, I hate the song, but I love it when he says, I just love scanning for life forms. Because <laughs> it makes no sense. It's possibly one of the worst lines in the film. <laughs> it's one of many. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick one, but. You could do a top ten of Brent Spiner ones. <laughs> yeah. They'll all be Brent Spiner ones. Oh shit. <laughs> yes! Which you kind of thought they were going to cut away from with the length of time that he went on for. <laughs> you thought they were going to use this to cut away to something else. I know they didn't. Know. No, just had them saying shit. And I thought the worst thing about the yes line is where he goes, Yeah. I wish. I'll contrast it later on with another line that I really like. Um, see, a question that I had. Why do, in Star Trek, they always go to rocky planets? Because the desert shapes to Los Angeles. <laughs> it's, but the, you know what I was, I was? I was thinking when I was watching that. Why does like, Doctor Who always go to the quarry? Uh, uh, 
understood by the they always went in the, like, the original <laughs> CDs. <laughs> no, the no the original CDs for styrofoam yeah. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Just film it outside. But like yeah, when we get to the point of a movie, you've got a bit of moolah. Yeah, and they could have went to a forest. You know what? They spent the money on stellar photography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money on James Dewey. <laughs> There's only on set for one day. Nobody <laughs> it costs gets us two million. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, there's this whole scene where, with the car on the planet, try to find a way around that force field <laughs> so that you can get to some rockets that are going to launch. Just remember to see where Patrick Stewart gets zapped by the thing and falls over really theatrically. <laughs> Ooh, that does happen. <laughs> I must get to Ashton. And uh, he finds he finds a little hole in the rocks. A wee gap underneath yeah. the shield. Which is so clearly made out of cement. It is unreal when you actually watch it. You're like, that's clearly like six bricks <laughs> that you've covered in plaster and cement and then painted the right colour. So he crawls through and he has a fight with Sting. And um, <laughs> But he ends up in the Nexus anyway. Yeah. Stingron. Because he fails to stop the missiles launching. Yep. And um, the other Enterprise yeah. is getting blown up at the time. Yeah. No, not the other The Enterprise is getting crashing. blown up. Women drivers, eh? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so basically... That was the complaint among Star Trek fans at the time. I do remember that. Was what? Oh. They get like Troy. They drive it for the first time and all of a sudden it's crashed. It's like... Yeah, she couldn't help. She couldn't really help it. No, because obviously uh, the Dura sisters had imparted something in uh, Jordy's visor. Yeah, so it showed them a few a GoPro camera, basically. Shield frequency. <laughs> Why they couldn't just change the shield frequency? I don't know. I think they didn't have time to realise how they'd managed to shoot through the shield. Yeah, that's, but that's my, that would be my first thing. You know, I'm the captain. Change the shield frequency. Given that they've and Riker's there so much. Yeah. Riker's there. That would be your first thing. He, he, he's known this, and I'm pretty sure it's happened before in the TV series. <laughs> the shield frequencies. They've had to change it for the board. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of many plot holes, I guess. <laughs> so they, they, they managed to down um, so, the Enterprise. Jordy have a bath. <laughs> they do say he bathed. That's right. Yeah. Looking at LeVar Burton's penis for like 20 minutes of their shit. Do you think that's what Jordy does? Like, just looks at his penis in infrared? <laughs> I don't think that's what he does, to be honest. I'd imagine it'd be quite a perfunctory wash. Yeah. That must be gutting for Jordy, though. He put this camera on his visor and it actually has better vision than he normally has. <laughs> I mean, Sting does keep making references to, like, oh, we're going to give you your eyesight back. See if he got back in the ship, he'd be like, what's this? going to give you your eyesight back. A really bit, a really, I think it's a deleted scene where he must have been torturing Jordy. And he said, did Jordy tell you anything? He says, no, his heart just wasn't in it. In it. And it's like there's been a reference to him mm. stopping his heart or something. No. It's just not there. But it's, they've just left it in because they're really lazy. <laughs> they One of uh, many deleted scenes we never got to see, probably. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. But keep the card crying. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> so there is an excess. Picard's <laughs> Victorian dream. <laughs> so the Nexus shows you whatever you want to see. 
whatever your deepest fantasy is, whatever your happiest memories are. This, but for 78 years at this point, it hasn't worked out. It takes him like three seconds. But from his point of view, he just got there as well. Yeah, he just got there now. Apparently. So there's uh, an echo of Some bollocks. It's absolute horse. It is. Why they thought this was a good idea? And like, I don't, I don't get why, like, what Kirk brings to this film. No, no, I, I, I genuinely do get that in, in some ways, it's just it, it really went awry, and even Ronald D. Moore says that, like, he, he had a lot of themes that just really didn't pay off, is what he said, which I, I, would, I would give him. Like, you can see where they're going with it, but it just doesn't quite get there, but... Kirk's complaint about the Nexus is basically the same complaint anybody would have about the holodeck. Yeah. Like, it, do, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, what's different about the Nexus and the holodeck? Why yeah. did Mark McDill just build himself a holodeck? <laughs> and for as much as he... And whatever he's seen in the Nexus, yeah. he just make it the holodeck. Because he knows yeah. it's not real. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, apparently <laughs> it's, it's so obvious that Captain Kirk jumping a horse across a river, like, gap yeah. makes it clear to him that it's not real. Who knows? Nah, I'm good now, man. Yeah, I was inside. Alright, I don't know. No idea. No? Um, so, yeah, so, a very quick turnaround. <laughs> After some horse riding and some action eggs. Egg, oh, there's off eggs. Dill wheat. They are off. Do we? In the cupboard. Whatever it is he asked for. Do you see when he cracks the eggs though? Yeah. Oh, they are black See when he chops the logs? They're alien. Oh, that's pretty cool. What a man. He is a man. He's all man. And that's not a stunt double either. Oh, that's not a stunt double. Although the girdle is holding firm. I was thinking that myself. I was like, he's not that fat. Wait. Old girdle. home. I still think, like, Star Trek 6 is one of Shatner's best performances in it. I think Nicholas Meyer knows how to get a good performance out of Shatner, which he talks about it on the director's commentary. He's overacting. Yeah. Do 19 takes and then the last one he's he's, he's He's brought down. He's tired enough that he'll give you a proper performance. (laughs) But the whole thing about Kirk in 2 and 6 is that he's tired and he's old. Mm. And it suits that really, really well. And surely if your whole thing is he's retired, you want him to be acting like that again. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) David Carson has no... His outfit's a bit weird as well, isn't it? Kirk's? Yeah. I don't know why he's got a Star Trek uniform if he's not in Star Trek. Starfleet anymore. Because yeah. he was on the Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, but are you just then stuck in your clothes? It could be any good time a rock t-shirt well, from number five. He's just been there for five minutes. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. The other thing I don't is... If like, you change your clothes in the Nexus, you come out the Nexus naked. <laughs> says to Alan Thingway's character, uh-huh. never give up that seat, because yeah. when you do, like, everything else is just... But then when he goes to the Nexus, instead of being on his ship, he's in a house. He's in a house marrying some, or going to marry somebody that we never yeah. heard of. So fair enough, he might have a big regret, but... Oh, how good would it be? Surely he should have been when on his ship. When he went the Nexus, yeah, it was, was on, like, the bridge of the Enterprise. The original Enterprise. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. And that's how you get the old crew in it. That would have been great, but I'm not sure it was possible back then. Mm. I guess it, it could have been possible, yeah, but it might not look too good. It could have easily but done you, it now. You could have done, like, I would have found a way to do it, it. Yeah. rather than, like, the original yeah. series or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. I'm great with that. And then the whole learning curve for Card then becomes. <clears throat> It you don't necessarily have to have a family, the ship can be your family. It must have been possible the, the, to do something like that, be because there's a Deep Space Nine episode where they revisit a original right. series That's episode, right. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. and it's all mixed in seamlessly. I remember that. Do you know so what yeah, it must be possible. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing could have been as well, that, that whole where he doesn't understand that it's not real, could have been the interactions he was having with the people who he'd spent all those years with. As you know, know it wasn't Spock. Shatner didn't say yes to this right away until they made script revisions. Could it be that one of the script revisions was it was only Shatner to be in it? And his massive ego. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's always up for a more game in Nimoy, isn't he? But they didn't want to be in it. No. And of course, we've got the horse riding. That has to be him. No, yeah, that was him. That's <laughs> totally him. The big dog is right. Yeah, that's him. That's him. I mean, nah. You just don't let them near the writing of it, a la Star Trek V. Seems true of Patrick Stewart as well, though. It's him that came up with the June buggy scene yeah. from Nemesis. Nemesis. Which is just awful. It's a stupid scene. Absolutely stupid. Okay, so... Otherwise, we... They go back and some old men fight each other. Yeah, basically, yeah. Three old men punch each other. I say, by the way, I have the audiobook of... William Shatner's The Return, which is set after this film. So is this the uh, Star Trek story then? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Kirk comes back to life and is uh, testing and testing and out what he's been brought back by the border. I can't forget why. But uh, he does be a war for one bit. Only Shatner would say that. Peace up, Data. The android with a normally yeah. normal but strength. Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Although they did have an idea in that book that actually really liked, which was the board were the same people which set the probe back in Star Trek motion picture. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that theory. Yeah. He does have an ego and a half on it. Oh, that's why I love him. He definitely does. And you can see that in the making of Star Trek V as well. And even the writing of Star Trek, yeah, it's all coming back to it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. It's like, oh, Shannon, this is so and so's moment, like this Meyer would say, so. this is Dee's moment, this is Leonard's moment. Well, um, I so they've fight in the beat of Kirk dies. It's a pretty poor death scene. This is weak. This is a different death scene from what I originally had. He steals the carriage to Kaylee. I know! I didn't think that when it came yeah. in, I was like, that's George, I'm weird that that's the line that George Takei became the famous Originally he was supposed to get shot in the back. That's right. Oh, so so Test audiences didn't like that though. No, they much preferred this. Apparently they were, they were, everybody was quite glad when they called them back for re-shoots though. But if you're going to kill him, surely you put him on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah. Yep. And you'll take it out of the bank. There was, there was apparently Malcolm McDowell didn't like the way it ended either, yeah. but um, apparently he got death threats after this, as if somehow he had something to do with it. <laughs> I think you'll find, well again there's rock climbing I guess in it as well at the end, mm. maybe that was something to do with Shatner, I want to die on the mountain or something. <laughs> I wondered as well if it was a bit, I, I think he's into that rock climbing, I think it was just clear. He, he, he wasn't happy about rock climbing, that's for sure. When they took him up for an actual day's rock climb. 
kind of changed his mind a little because he was so, the film Star Trek Five from that. You also go back to the Enterprise, which spent about twenty minutes of screen time crashing. Oh, well, longer than Speed Two. That was about forty minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of like, oh yeah. Yeah. So they just replay that scene. Yeah. I also didn't mention the bit where um, Riker does get the better of the Klingons. Yeah. Oh. Because th- is, that is quite the, the good scene where you talk about like with Data and he's... And he's like, yes! Yeah. Because... <laughs> suddenly every female crew member looks at Riker like, oh. Because <laughs> Riker does have, I think, possibly the best line in this. Which is where they work out... You know, Worf kind of gives them the reason as to why yeah. that ship was taken out uh, in circulation. And then they manage to work out a, a way to get round it. And it's just a, like a moment of silence, and Riker just goes, fire. And you're like, yeah, fire. <laughs> you're right, Riker. Fuck those guys. He has another moment like that in the is it first contact. No, it's the one after that. Mm. Where every female crew member wets their knickers as, as well as because he does the Riker maneuver or something like that. <laughs> of course, he directed that film. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that was the yeah. case. Yeah, yeah. I learned tennis to him. He's not in First Contact very much, even though no. he directed that. I think, I think that is the thing. That's like, the best, if you're directing a film. I would say so. Can people keep their equals out of a Star Trek film if they're directing? That's what Star Trek 5 would have been great for, if he had just stepped away from it, and then came back at the end. Like yeah. Spock did in Star Trek 3. <laughs> I really can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could have seen that happening, no. So anything else to say about this? The only other thing I have to say is when they're separate saucer section. Yeah. And the girl drops her bear. No. You're like, oh no, they're gonna have to go back for it. And it just never comes to anything. Did you not ask one of the kids that's running away as well? It's looking the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's that. Reference. Yeah. I was chuffing myself when I was in that one. <laughs> so was it a good good afternoon's watch for you, was it? Uh, yeah, I mean. It passes the time. In, in real life. It's not the worst thing I've ever I, seen. I, I don't have that much time to watch films now, and, and taking two hours out of my day could, could sometimes be a pisser if it's uh, really shit. But it wasn't that bad. And, enough and I'm not sure if I agree. Like this, I think this is one of my worst viewing of this film. <laughs> just because I'm going with that analytical eye. Yeah. Just everything. Don't get me wrong, so it's clearly. definitely not a great film. No. no. I'd rather watch Star Trek 5 again. That says a lot. Motion picture? Yes, definitely. Really? Yes. Oh, really? Definitely. We've done that for the podcast, haven't we? Uh, motion no, picture. We something about the slow burn of motion picture. Quite well. I think we did the motion picture. Because I can yeah, remember watching that no and being like, why? You've not done the motion picture. There's no way I would agree to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard now. We've got like five years of episodes. It's a better film. You've got to jump the shark moment. I mean, you're definitely right, it is a, an extended episode, isn't it, really? Um, so, Although uh, some of the extended episodes are better. Yeah, yeah. that Borg one yeah. is probably the best. The one where they think Kurt's died, but he's yeah. actually just... Yeah, under I think it's called, yeah. That's a great one. What about the ones where he was a taken prisoner? Chain of Command. It's 1984, isn't it? Chain of Command. He was taking oh, a little bit of Cardassian. Cardassian, yeah. That, that was good, I liked those yeah. So, well, okay, for, for, for me, I definitely saw what they were trying to do, which was, I think, 
it kind of takes in a lot of kind of taking the piss out of it. Actually, is like the the old Star Trek where they would like fight on rocky planets, and that was the way that they resolved conflicts in the slightly more cerebral approach of like Picard and that whole show. Um, and and I, I could see where they were trying to get wet, and they just really never got there. And I don't know what stymied it because, like we've said, like there had to be a reason to bring. Um, the two generations together. Yeah, I think that's. That was what's but it's, it. it's, it's like trying to. It's like saying a cheese sandwich is really, really good. <laughs> and I don't know, like. Can we add all these other A layers? chocolate spread sandwich is really, really good. But like, trying to put the two of them together so that one can transfer into the other. A cheese sandwich is, is a, di- <laughs> a difficult thing to do. You better believe there was like a million scripts. Oh, yeah, yeah. A million different ways to bring them together because one of them had the crew and the crew and the, and the new crew fighting each so, other. So, my, my jumper shark moment is uh, as soon as the chip goes in <laughs> because it adds absolutely nothing to the entire story. No, it's, it's purely for comic relief. Anybody else comic in that entire ship could be sad about something. Yeah. It doesn't need him to have his emotion chip in for us to be like, oh, I see, people should be sad about I can't go and miss him or any of that. Shit. Conspired to have my best friend kidnapped by Klingons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he doesn't react to Picard's family dying. No. Nobody no. does, because I guess he doesn't tell anybody. I mean, to be honest, the counsellor struggles to react to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was going to get to. Yeah, she barely reacts to that as well. It's like, it's okay. Suck up, you big baby. It's okay, silly rabbit. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is too. Anytime anybody mentions anything to do with the Nexus or tries to explain it, as soon as they try and explain it, I'm out of this. I'm going to go with their concession to 90s action, trying to make it action. By having Malcolm McDowell have a gun that goes sideways. (laughs) Yeah, just kind of looks like a cheap war pistol, doesn't it? It does, yeah, it really does. Okay. I like him in it. I really like him. He is a good villain. Yeah. He's just used a bit more. And he, I don't know if he did something. I mean, you never get to see the. You never get to see the billions of people whose lives were at stake. Mm. So therefore, yeah. we don't care. I think. I think to use our kitchen analogy, you had a kitchen full of great ingredients, and yeah. somehow you managed to come out with an omelette. Yeah. A tasteless omelette. Yeah. Somehow you managed to throw them all in the bin yeah. and try it from there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's pretty fair. Yep. Yep. Um, so if they want, if people want to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, no. What would the what, what account would the follow? Um, I have to be so specific now because you take the piss out. Mac at Don Jump Shark. Yes. Uh, Facebook crap. They just have us up on Facebook. <laughs> Give us a like. Which specific page yeah. should they go with? <laughs> just because you're from podcast. <laughs> See, now he's the one that's behaving. The universe is backwards. <laughs> And if they want to email us at don't 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 jump the shark at hotmail.com. Well, see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well we've only